1: It's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Comics episode 25 here today. This is a big one because we hit that, that 25 is an important episode. And I'm your host, Technique, along with Matt, aka Night Hot Plays. The no. reason why this is really important is because our two guests here are some of the biggest in the industry welcome will and charles how are you doing today and please introduce each one of yourselves you know when go first go for it you sir after you charles (laughs)
0: all right my name is charles soul i am a writer of of many many things Um, People might know me uh, from my collaborations with Will, in particular, uh, a book that we did for Star Wars called The Rise of Kylo Ren, which introduced that character's backstory and told some really cool things about him, introduced his character, Ren, who's starting to make kind of a splash out in the world, which is very exciting. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, I've done a lot of work for Star Wars, also have um, uh, written a bunch of novels, uh, done a bunch of work for Marvel and DC Comics, have a lot of my own indie comics, um, number one New York Times bestselling author for my last book. Very exciting. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. And, uh, you know, just I'm constantly telling stories, which is exciting. And I particularly like the ones I tell with Will. So uh, it's nice that we get to talk about it here today. Over to you. Will? Sure.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm Will. Um, I also do a bunch of Star Wars stuff and, of course, worked on The Rise of Caloran with Charles, which was awesome because Charles and I have known each other for a long time, but it was great to get to work with him and it's why it's that onto this book, which is Hell to Pay, which we'll also talk Mm -hmm. about more. Um, I've been doing, I guess, about... I actually know this because I started working on Star Wars pretty much the week my son was born so I've got three and a half years worth of Star Wars uh, before that I did about five years of Spider-Man for Marvel um, but also in the last year um, I've done a lot of TV stuff as well I've, I've got two shows um, one on Sky TV called Draw With Will where I kind of teach people how to draw famous cartoon characters like uh, actually Michelangelo from in the background there he's brought, I, <laughs> I stole him from the set of the show <laughs> uh, and and I've had a recent show that's just came out called Storytellers, which is an episodic how-to draw show where the characters all kind of come to life and stuff, which is awesome. Uh, but always, first and foremost for me uh, is is comics and storytelling through comics, which is what I absolutely love doing. So we are well in the throes of uh, putting together this image book together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I should say, Will, I think you're underselling the TV part of stuff. Will has become like a <laughs> like a bona fide like Irish English TV star over the last. <laughs> <years>. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's very much something that's just the coolest thing and it's been really cool to watch it <laughs> and see it happen so yeah yes people, people, it's, how to draw,
3: but, people have started yeah. figuring out whenever i'm filming something because my hair there goes the gray disappears and it's been freshly mm-hmm. dyed by the hair and makeup team so <laughs>
2: <laughs> so people know and i'm secretly gone off filming for stuff so <laughs> You know, it's it's kind it's quite interesting because when we talked about it um before, I was you you're just so casual about it. You're like, Yeah, I'm doing a couple of shows and I'm like, You're doing a couple? (laughs) Yeah, no. None of it actually felt real because it was all kind
3: of organized during the pandemic and all of these big yeah. meetings and everything were all done over Zoom. And like, I literally got the phone call going, congratulations, you're like, your signature show has been green lit and it's going to be seen by millions of people. So like the, the, the Zoom call ended and I was like, well, everything is locked down. So I guess I'll celebrate by having another cup of tea in the kitchen or something. <laughs> <laughs> Until I eventually arrived on the set and I was I, like, I why it. does everybody know my... Oh yeah, oh, okay. Okay. So here we go.
2: (laughs) That's the type of person I am. If it's not until I sign that contract and I know it's completely locked in, I don't get that big excitement because you never know, especially in show business, you know, something could be all green lit and next thing you know, you take it down. If it's the hour before I've had that happen before. That's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt, going to start us off? And I, you know, me, I can talk to a, yeah. a brick in brick wall. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, obviously uh, good afternoon to you gentlemen. Thank you very much. Or good evening to you. uh, uh Thank you. <laughs> thank you for hanging out with us here today. um Obviously there, you've been on a plethora of things, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, uh obviously Image Now, your own things. um What, where, where did you, where did you get your start is kind of like the first question. And when did you know this was it for me to do what you're doing today, whether it's, whether it's artists, whether it's writing or just being in the industry. I know it's a two part question, but yeah, they, no, <laughs> no, no, it's
2: fine. I was just letting them know this is for both of you. By yeah. The way. This is for both um, of
1: you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: um,
3: yeah. Charles, I went first last time. Well, why don't you? Why don't you go first this time? <laughs> uh, oh, sugar, I was I was banking on you going first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, okay. So where? Uh, so I got my my start. It kind of I I feel like it was it was climbing a ladder through comics. I I I certainly flew over like I took out a loan after finishing college in Ireland with my portfolio under my arm, assuming I was, I was going to get hired immediately to work on Spider-Man and Star Wars and all this kind of stuff. And I remember going into the DC comics uh, portfolio review with people who I, I, I now all know well, who are up on the stage, you know, presenting to a couple of thousand people inside in the convention building that's full of a hundred thousand people uh, with everyone having desires to do stuff in the industry. Cause that's one of the things about comics is everyone loves to be part of it all as well. You know, um so and I quickly found out inside in that room I remember looking at the person's art to, to my right and I was like oh crap their stuff is better than mine so maybe oh, I'm the second no. best person in this room when I looked to the left it's like oh I've, I had no frame of reference I didn't know anyone else that worked in comics I have a lot to learn <laughs> um so basically I went like fr- I, I learned quickly then I learned the whole world of you know artist alley where you could show your portfolio around and people will give you advice like that and thankfully I was kind of adopted uh well like left in to join a group of um I guess DC comics people that worked that had a kind of surrounding group which also was was right at the time when I met Charles uh back at that time through the same kind of group of people where even though like I wasn't necessarily in the industry um I just got to hang out with these people and become friends and start to learn little bits bit by bit and I kind of would fly over to to the states take out loans whatever i could do to get over there with portfolios while slowly kind of you know starting to work on a a small press book in ireland which led to a small press book in in england and my kind of my biggest my big break into the american market was working on a book uh which was based on a show called firescape actually for yeah for a company called boom studios uh, and yeah, and I kind of, I've, I've always had a lot of luck in my career in all of the breaks that I've gone into. It's always been like really long runs. So I think I did like 25 issues of Farscape, which for when you're new to the industry and learning, uh, it was it was basically a few years worth of like consistent uh, work and I could improve and obviously work as hard as I could on that book as well. And basically by the time I finished that book, I was I was ready to be picked up by Marvel and I kind of had been there ever since. And I, I've already lost track of both of the questions. What was the second <laughs> question again? <laughs> um, when did you know th- uh, this oh. is it? Like, mm. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm here and I'm here to stay.
3: Oh, well, oh god no I don't think anyone in comics ever kind of fully feels that <laughs> okay, way <laughs> Okay,
1: okay, I mean I think you're that, there now I mean. <laughs> I've,
3: I've had a couple of nice moments um, for sure like get, getting heart, getting my first American job was amazing getting my first like the first time you hold a published comic like you That's literally awesome. smell the thing like it's just it's, it's just this like desired thing and all of a sudden like I, I actually had walked into a shop to buy it it was just a lovely experience um, and then you know like getting getting picked up to work on spider-man i been given like my own spidey title uh, and then the same for star wars so like each one of those is, is its own kind of moment of you know a thing that like is stuff that you know i always compare it to like if you told this to like 12 year old will it would just absolutely blow your mind so whenever mm-hmm. you do something that does that those for me are one of those moments so awesome awesome charles you got a
2: big thing to follow up there
0: <laughs> uh, I think I, I think I got it in me, but I will say I um I got my booster shot yesterday, my COVID booster, and so oh, okay. I, which I'm very happy about. But I feel I'm a little foggy today. Okay, so, I got you. So so if I zone out, go on a weird tangent, start talking about I don't know something out of the blue. That's that's all it is. Um, so. My story, my origin story, um, but before I even get into it, I, I see that a link was dropped in the chat uh, on the Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to explain what that is so that people can kind of check in on it as, as we talk, if they want to. So Will and I are doing a, a new series that's coming out next year, um, probably around you know April, May, something like that, for Image Comics. It is a series called Hell to Pay. It is uh, a sort of a supernatural adventure. It's kind of like Indiana Jones meets Hellboy. And it's very, very... Very, very exciting stuff. We are, yeah, there's some some art that Will's been doing for it. Our colorist is, is Rochelle Rosenberg, our letterist, uh, letterer, geez, letterist, god, that's what I'm talking about, <laughs> as a booster hit. Um the, uh, the letterer is Chris Crank. Um, and uh, so the, the story is, it's a very cool, like, kind of half treasure hunt, half, half scary supernatural adventure thing. And this series is gonna drop next year, um, but we wanted to do something special for our fans. Uh, and people who are just interested in checking it out. So we're doing a special, um, limited edition, very exclusive. You can't, you won't be able to get it in stores. Cover of, of issue one. So it's a version wow. of issue one that has its own unique that cover, that beautiful cover. Um, I love that. The the story sort of revolves around these these sort of cursed coins out of hell uh, that that make their way into Earth, and you can use them to hire demons. And then this couple here, Sebastian and Maya, and they. Um, they work for this super cool organization called the Shrouded College, and it's their, it's their job to try and collect the 666 coins that have made their way to Earth. So it's, <laughs> it's very thrilling, very cool, lots of, like, creepy magic stuff. But um, So we have this special version of it that's available just for our fans, um, and if you click on that link, you can buy it there. Um, you can also get signed versions of it signed by the whole team and you can get special sketches uh and that are sketched by will and dialogued by me so um if you want to support oh, what doing <laughs> <one> right now <laughs> yeah, this, um, this book is completely self-funded by us yeah that's a Sebastian right so this book is funded by us um and so every bit helps uh we are it's basically like an indie movie that we're making but it's a comic book so if that's interesting to you jump on that link check it out and uh you know we'll get you the book when i when when. It's good to go. Um, so that's hell to pay. But my my origin story. Do you still want to hear my origin story? Yeah, or did yeah I, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so I started in comics by going to law school uh, and becoming an attorney, um, oh. which is maybe not the typical path. But what it did for me is is it underscored how much I did not want to be an attorney. Uh. Uh, I I graduated from law school and. You know, when you graduate from law school, you take the bar exam, which is this big, huge, crazy test, and you, you hopefully pass it, and then you can start practicing law in whatever state you're in. And I took that test, and I walked out, and I had been studying my ass off for, like, three months, and I was going to take a couple weeks just to have a vacation. And, um, like, the first day of that vacation, I went to, like, a stationery store where I was and bought myself some notebooks and started writing my first novel in longhand uh, on that trip because I was so sure that I needed a path that was going to let me have a creative life as opposed to a uh, a, a life in the, in the legal profession which there's nothing wrong with that by the way this is not disparaging attorneys uh i still am one it's it's a great thing um it's a great livelihood it's a great life you can help a lot of people but for me just the way that i'm my frequency vibrates it was very much i i wanted to be a creative person I've wanted that since i was very young you can see in the background there's some music stuff there yeah. um I've, I've done a lot of creative stuff my entire life and so I started, um, this is a while ago now, but I started writing my first novel right after law school, um, got an agent, um, took it out, but it took years. It took like three years before that book was ready to go out. And when it went out, um, I see the question. Like, could I help someone in
1: court? Then yes, I could help them in court. But really <laughs> busy, Wait, I don't want to know what the next question is. Please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably my rates are too high too. Yeah, but, um, but the so I wrote this first novel and then you know I spent years on it because I was doing it alongside practicing law as a first and second and third year attorney at the law firm, which is when you're working like eighty hours a week. So grinding out a book at the same time was almost impossible, but I did it and i sent it to my agent which was hard to get to hard to get an agent and then my agent was like okay in 6 weeks we're going to we're going to we're going to send this thing out today to all these publishers and in 6 weeks you'll know what offers come back and then we'll make some decisions about who we want to go with and who we want you know the best offer hopefully get an auction going on i'm like okay and i'm starting to make plans for my new life my new life as basically you know stephen king or whatever i thought i was going to be john grisham and 6 weeks pass and my agent comes back and he's like okay um Nobody wanted it. Nobody, nobody bought it. And I was like, okay, you know what? So what do we do with it now? Because the idea that that it was over with that book was impossible to like, I could not process because I'd spent three years on this thing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, that's just really not the way it works. The the way it works is you write a new one. And I, I started that. I started writing a new book. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, man, you know, three years, that is a crazy amount of time to spend on a creative project that doesn't go anywhere. And so mm-hmm. I started looking at other creative mediums I love. Uh, music is one, but I couldn't really go like play bar gigs and like get a band going while I was being an attorney. So I looked at comics and comics have an ability, like the, the, the way gatekeeping works in comics is very different. It is kind of like indie bands, you know, like if you can get, if you can get yourself a show, um and and the word starts to spread about the the songs you're singing the music you're doing or the comic book you're making the super indie book then then you start to get a reputation for doing good work and eventually you know there are scouts out there they'll find you they'll pick you up so i started exploring that path around let's say 2004 2005 and i got my first indie book out in 2009 which was by um published by slg book called strongman um and this is right around the time i was like i was connecting with will um and then From there, you know, I just put out a few more indie books. DC came calling, put me on the book Swamp Thing. uh, And then, you know, the easiest way to get a job at Marvel is to get a job at DC, which is what happened.
1: (laughs) Okay, good to know, good
0: to know. Right. So Marvel Marvel reached out and they put me in a book called Thunderbolts. And then it started to oh, be yeah. like ping-pong back and forth because I get to put on a new book at DC. So then I get to put on a new book at Marvel. Yep. And um, <laughs> at, at the height of that, I was on four books for each. So I was on four books at Marvel and four books at DC, eight books a month, which while still practicing law. Um, by this time I had my own practice. So I could kind of manage my time a little bit, but it was I have never felt anything like that mm. before since. You know, it was it was so intense. Um, but eventually I signed with Marvel, signed exclusive with Marvel, started working at them. This is 2014. I did it with Death of Wolverine, uh, which was a big book for me. Awesome series. My first really big book. Yes. Um, and then from there, um, just started just started doing projects and trying to build my career. I did indie stuff, uh, got back into writing novels, as I said, um, got into Star Wars in 2015 with my Lando book, um, which started building kind of a mountain of Star Wars material, which so I have I have um, I'm about to write my 100th star Wars. Comic wow.
1: What? That's awesome. What Congratulations. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. And no, it's like nobody, it, nobody else has done that. Like mm. I, I, nobody else has come close. The closest, I think Kieran Gillen with like 74. Scripts. Oh, okay. So, um, it's a kind of a weird nice. record, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, and then, and then I got to be part of this High Republic thing. Um, I did Rise of Kala Ren with Will. I'm doing the Star Wars flagship series now. Just tons of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean,
2: that's, that's the origin story, I suppose. Living the dream. How wonderful to start off with one thing oh, being looked beautiful. at as a quote unquote failure. But the, as I've always told people, is creators, failures are the blocks, building blocks to success. Yep. So Charles, this will be for you. And then I'll hit Will with a question. Um, You've written a lot, and I mean, handling eight books mm-hmm. a month that's I don't even. <laughs> do you see in your future writing scripts for movies, or do you want to get involved with any silver screen? Uh, um, I already have.
0: Uh, so, okay. so <laughs> I have, um, that's right
2: awesome.
0: now I have five of my creator on projects that are currently in development, uh, at, at various stages. Wow. So, both of my novels, which are or both of my. You know, ones that I own. So, *Light of the Jedi* is a Star Wars book, obviously, but uh, *The Oracle oh, yeah. Year* was my first novel. <laughs> uh, looks like somebody. No, uh, that's awesome! It. I love it. I mean,
3: someone bought *Hell's*. <laughs> oh, day. thank you! Thank you! Awesome <laughs> job! Awesome yeah, job! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so, so both
0: *The Oracle Year* and *Anyone* are in development as TV shows. I wrote the script for *The Anyone* pilot, uh, and I, I was involved and gave notes on the one for *Oracle Year*, uh, which is super exciting. Um, and then I have three comic projects that are all in development too so that's letter 44 which is sort of a science fiction thing i did um that is moving along very well that has some real like that's i don't know it's very promising that one um i have curse words which is a book i did with another artist friend of mine ryan brown that is very exciting Mm. um and then uh there's the book i did with one of your former guests uh scott snyder called undiscovered country and that story is currently being adapted for film by newer public pictures uh, scott and i are writing the screenplay so we are um deep into that we're into the second draft of the screenplay it's it's a huge project it's a big tentpole kind of thing if it goes um so so to answer your question absolutely i had that idea a couple years ago and i've just been digging my way through it since and yeah, awesome. will and i
2: do too we'll see i
1: was
2: gonna ask will but i guess we already know will Um, Any creations that you would like to push to the big screen and or TV series? And if so, if you had to choose between each one, which one would you like better, the TV series or the big screen?
3: Uh, Well, I actually have just had my own TV series there. So, um, (gasps) you know... (laughs) So, <laughs> no, uh, well, like I'm, i in a very strange situation with that now. With the, with the stuff where I kind of, I'm, I'm getting to bring stuff to TV and like, like the, the storytellers show was very much telling a story. What, like, it was teaching kids how to draw art and to tell a story, but we got to actually tell a story as well. But like, so, so the only comic book project that I'm working on that would ever do fit something like this is this with Charles, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, uh, it's definitely something that both of us are. are interested in terms of our our love for both cinema and TV and everything like that again but this stuff is like that's a question that like if you answered that question two years ago your answer might be totally different now with the way things are coming out now and how things are shown and What's even the best way to tell a story on, on the screen now? And I genuinely don't know the answer to that. Like, because there's just so many amazing options that are there. Um, yeah. So so that's that's why I genuinely couldn't pick between the two before. I would have loved that whole popcorn experience of you know going to the cinema to get to have that side of things. But but you know, there's 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 as as much going for having something as a series now as well, for sure.
0: You know, you look at some of the series that are out. And, mm-hmm. and the the level of the special effects and just and I'm not even talking like Mandalorian right like I'm talking you know like shows like Netflix shows that are, yes. that are phenomenal and great yeah. right no disparagement of Netflix but like they 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 are done in a way that feels very cinematic so there used to be something like you know, like the Incredible Hulk TV show back in the day, like, you know, you'd see the Hulk, and like the big thing was Lou Frigna would like try and flip over a little Volkswagen driving car. And it <laughs> was like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't believe it. Um, but now, you know, you could have the Hulk throw an aircraft carrier on the TV show. Like it was, yeah. that stuff is all possible. And so yeah. I personally, like, I think, I think with Hell to Pay, for example, um, there's a lot of appeal in the idea of doing it as a TV show, because you can, you can get into a lot of character work and you can get mm-hmm. into like, let things breathe a little bit. Um, and I also think you can just be in the conversation longer, you know, like a, a movie would be spectacular. I don't think Will or I would ever turn our nose up at, at just walking into the cinema and, and like having the popcorn, as you said, and all that stuff. But the, um, you know, if let's say Hell to pay and strata Call and stuff, go for like seven seasons, then you're, yep. you
2: know, yeah. it's a cool thing.
1: Uh, you know it's actually interesting because we talked to to Scott a couple of weeks ago, and and that was actually uh, something we talked about. It's nowadays not just with comics being in store or digital now, but but when it comes to bringing those stories to life, there's more than one media or more than two mediums. It's uh, whether it's TV or movies. Now you have digital. You know you can access it whenever you want. When I talk about digital, excuse me, like Hulu, Netflix. So mm-hmm. there's there's more room to get your uh ideas and your stories out there where uh, just about anything that's created i feel like can be turned into something and that's great to see and from the images and and what we know about obviously hell to pay especially like it's it'd be awesome that that piece of artwork that you had there before i mean it fits it fits perfectly with probably a lot of things that are out there Uh, Mm um or a lot of things that can get out there excuse me um speaking so speaking of hell to pay we'll, 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 we'll stick on that for a minute um where did this come from? So you've known each other now for 10, about 12 years, give or take. When, when did yeah. this idea of hell to pay come, come, come along and, and how long has it been to get where you are today?
3: Well,
0: the, one of the things that's been complicated is that you remember I mentioned that I had like eight books a month and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, so my schedule has been just crazy. And so mm. finding the project that would actually, like, will works in a very particular way that's super cool. And so when we were working on, we've been talking about trying to do a Creator One book for a long time. Mm. We almost went with one, and I'm glad we went with this one instead. I think this is better for both of us. But mm. we almost went with a project that was, like, set in a prison. It was very grim. And I just, mm. I, don't, I think something was going on in the world that I just, like, I mean, maybe the world was going on in the world, but I just didn't feel like it. You know, I didn't want to yeah. do a dark story like that. Um, and, and, so so it just kind of that sort of died on the vine after Will pestering me for scripts and I promised him I'd get them to him and i um but then this one, I don't know, Will, like how it was like a couple years ago, right?
3: I mean do you know what this was and Charles like uh to, to his credit and fairness and so this was right when um as well like this has been going like 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 we've been talking about doing something for 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 a while like you said it was bubbling under especially since like we finally got put together uh on the rise of Kylo Ren after knowing each other for so long we both really enjoyed working on the process so straight away it was like how do we do more uh mm-hmm. do we go this way do we go that way will we do work on our own ones? so so we were like yes let's let's do something like that and it 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 was just kind of put out in the air. Um, And because of the pandemic, um, a lot of books were... Pause slash cancels or whatever, and the day mine was, Charles just picked up the phone. So it, I kind of went from within about one hour, going, "Wow, this has never happened to me before." I, like the whole world was kind of falling down at this time. Uh, not there's all this uncertainty about the industry, and the first guy to basically have my back there was was Charles. It was literally straight on the phone that day, and it's like, right, that book, we're, we're doing it now, and this is like, so, so here we go. So there you go. Awesome. Yeah.
1: That's a that's a great image. I'm looking up here and then it's different over there. But yeah, no, that's a that's a fan. Is that a flaming sword? Can you say what it is? Because it that is, is really cool <laughs> image right there.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna drop in a little bit more about this book about like I yeah. was gonna ask the yeah. questions. So go for it. Can I ask <laughs> you, you one really
1: easy. really quick question, actually, Charles? Yeah. Um. So y- y- you know you're on number one hundred of Star Wars. You oh there you go. <laughs> hey, hello okay. the way. hey, thank hey. you. Um. You know you you're 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 a musician. <laughs> You're a musician. You got some art behind you. Are you still in a ter- – like, do you still practice law today? I don't. Because and, okay. and, and, I I'm was going to say, how do you have time practice. then? <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? So so the practice area that I worked in was was immigration primarily. Oh, and, okay. And when you're dealing with immigration work, you're dealing with mm. people's lives, like yeah. heavy-duty people's lives. It's not like a business deal where if it gets messed up a little bit, somebody makes a little bit less money. If I messed up that job, people who want to be married can't be together. You know, kids don't get to be – with their parents. Um mm. People can't, don't get the job. (sighs) They've been, you know, all of that stuff. And so I, when things were really ramping up to that craziness, that eight books a month stuff and like the exclusive with Marvel and all that, like I, I recognized the strain it was putting my legal practice under and how, and I saw on, it didn't, it never happened, but I saw on the horizon a day when I would fuck up, basically, when I would do Uh, something mm, drastically bad. mm. And, I was like, okay, I need to not do that. And so I, uh, I, I I planned it in such a way that I basically scaled down the laws I was scaling up writing um, so that I could I could exit gracefully as opposed to just... Because when you have clients, you have a commitment to them and you yeah. have to make sure that you're helping them uh, through the whole situation. So I, I basically stopped taking new business around 2017 uh, and then just finished the jobs for all my existing clients over the next several years. So I think by... That might have been 2016 it's somewhere around there 2016 2017 I stopped taking new clients um, slowly let my people go uh, my my staff uh, and then and then by the end I want to say beginning of 2018 maybe I, I had no more legal work so now I mostly use it to um, give advice to people who are in immigration situations like friends or you know professional awesome. contacts and then I also am pretty good at reviewing deals uh, so I'll sometimes help people with that kind of stuff and you know talk to people about maybe you should consider this kind hmm. of way of doing things but it's not i i'm not a I don't have an office anymore or anything like gotcha.
1: that gotcha because like i said i like how do you have time so that makes that makes sense all yeah. right
0: yeah. yeah but yeah um, you were going
1: you were to talk a little bit about more to hell to pay right Right. yeah yeah yeah. i was yeah. and
0: i see there's a question in the chat how many yes. how many comics have head been head. drawn of hell to pay we have three issues in the can right now um and the only reason we don't have four or five or six is is due to this guy right here pointing <laughs> at myself um because i need to get will some scripts um but it's you know as i've said will technically
3: it's on my list it's four issues it's worth of content with the amount of pages that we've in there they're all oversized issues as well wow. which is cool ah, nice for more this than 15. Uh the first one's 30 pages, isn't this Whoa, it? Whoa, there's two uh, comics. More. Uh, <laughs> the second is twenty-four, and I think the third one's twenty-two, something like that. Off okay, the top so, yeah, essentially you have, yeah, essentially so- you have Yeah,
2: essentially so- you have like four or five it's- comics right there. It, you know, on a on an average base. That's, but that's awesome. the
3: thing when you're when you're doing books for images, like we we're, we're allowed to to do that to fit more kind of story in there. You know what I mean? So which is awesome. You know, if 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 the store the book needs more pages, you can put those in there. Yeah.
0: It's, it's been fun because, you know, we, you know, we we're as I said, we're funding this ourselves. So again, thank you for anybody who's supporting the book at that link. But um, it also means that if we want to put 10 extra pages, if we, if we just put that in the budget and we can do it, then, then we can. Um, And it is, it is really nice to have the flexibility to just stretch it out a little bit. But um, so, so the, the larger premise of this book um, beyond just the 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 hell coins, the, the devil's dollar, is this idea of, of a concept called the shrouded college. And the shrouded college is one of several like supernatural institutions, I guess that in, that exist around the world. They're all secret. They're all hidden. They're in different countries, and and they represent sort of like the you know, I guess like the MI6 or the CIA or whatever. They're they're not governmental. They're all kind of independent, but they're they're the group for that country that that handles all the supernatural stuff. And they, all of those groups have been in a Cold War, basically, for a very long time. And they're all trying to either destroy other supernatural bases of power or or absorb them into themselves so that they can get stronger um, so that they can eventually, hopefully, defeat the other ones around the world. And so our team here, Sebastian and Maya, they're married Um, They work for the Shrouded College, which is basically the British one, and they they were sort of snatched out from kind of a dark situation when they were like 18 and they were trained up by the Strider College to, to go after specifically to go after these coins. And, mm. uh, so their name, the name of their team is the fourth target. There's the Strider College. Yeah. Look, wow. Oh, wow. That's
2: so cool. Yeah.
3: I'm so excited. That's it. That's That's like. That one needs it a little bit more. So just as quick. Teaser. <laughs> 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 um,
2: so I they, actually they seen work- this one being worked on. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they work for the Shrouded College and, and they have incurred a debt to the Shrouded College. You could call it student loans, basically. And they they have to pay that off by by finding this, finding these coins. And if they don't, then they don't get to live their lives. The, the gifts the college has given them will be taken away. And it's all very, you know, it's all very uh, much part of it. So there are other targets, teams of the Shrouded College doing stuff around the world. Um, there are also agents of the other supernatural organizations around the world that are doing stuff. Um, and so what We're doing with Hell to Pay is just basically telling this first story about this one team, Sebastian and Maya. But what we intend, yeah, I love those pages, man. It looks so good. Wow. That's
1: beautiful.
3: Oh my you don't god, these ones haven't been seen before. Actually, this one is new. For exclusive. We're all <laughs> <premier>. <laughs> yeah, we're old for
2: me. That's so, awesome.
0: so they go on these they they basically go on these adventures other teams go on adventures there's all this like you know it's it's this big gigantic play um for for a big interconnected world of storytelling that begins with this but will and i have have big big plans for it so mm-hmm. um anyway the you asked about the sword like what's the deal with the sword and yeah all that stuff. so so maya basically is good at spells and potions and things like that she's like the the you know the she's not a witch but she she's good at that kind of stuff whereas sebastian is is the weapons guy so what he has are is this big collection he has access to the archives of the shrouded college where because they have amassed all of these different supernatural weapons from myth so like i mean cullens right uh shield isn't that the one that we use
3: in um, yeah Yep. yeah and oh, an episode okay three episode geez episode three. <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> we can add
0: ourselves. let's hope so
3: um
0: but yeah there's that The you know there's excalibur there's the vocal oh, blade awesome. from from alice in wonderland you know there's all kinds of of weapons and cool bits and pieces from folklore that we use that we bring in and it can be any mythology norse or um Mm -hmm. you know middle eastern or or eastern whatever i love when
1: stories do that when you take real world artifacts like you said and bringing it into your universe there's something me personally about it that i love and it draws me in even more on that one it's
2: cross-referencing too right so when i see stuff like that i want to go look up stuff about it and then want to see more it's kind of like that flux with the supernatural show when it started off really silly and then they got into like real men and then it's silly again yeah. but yeah. i started doing that so this is awesome anyway continue so this- i
0: mean that's that's basically the the deal so it, it's yes there's a premise husband and wife out hunting these hell coins and and doing uh you know trying to find them before they they destroyed the world but it's much part of a much bigger thing so like this is you know, a new hope and Star Wars obviously (laughs) has many, many other stories to be told in it. And so, you know, we'll see if we do quite as well as Star Wars did, um, but (laughs) but we're certainly, uh, you know, swinging for the fences with this one.
3: Well, you know, oh, we
0: there talk- you go. There's some sexy business now.
3: Um, out. know, I, I we were- literally wanted to show off the backgrounds. I forgot what was in the program. <laughs> <foreground.
2: laughs> yeah, that is. We very- were talking with uh, your friend Scott Snyder, and um, he's like, this is the best time for creativity and the best time to put things out that's in your head, because you know, unfortunately, I, I always say unfortunately, unfortunately, of the times that we're in right now, people will pay mm-hmm. attention more to creation and kind of getting away from all it all. As, soon as we're on Twitch, this place is was founded on video games, but it's spread out past that. This whole story sounds awesome. Do you see yourself wanting to ever adapt it to a video game? Ooh.
3: It's actually working on a video game is something that's massively high up on my bucket list just to see, like, like one of my favorite things to do is to, like, see the sculpts and the art that video mm-hmm. game artists do now that are unbelievable. Like, I think, like, like I think just in the last, I just saw Rafa Grossetti, who's one of the lead concept artists on God of War, posting up, like, oh, a new
2: sculpt yep, of Kratos. Yep. You know, and, I, I and get like, every time. Yeah,
3: like, like, the details that they can do when they work in games is, is, take, is on another level to what we're able to do in commerce because we have to draw this stuff every panel all of the yes. time but if you brought in like all of this world of mythology and all of these weapons that like if you were able to if you were sculpting them for a video game you know you'd be able to go to town on the details and stuff and it, it's just another lens of seeing the story and I'd love to see what these like top level video game artists would do with some <laughs> of the designs that we've gotten to do like we've had like Charles and I had a strange thing happen with um, with this character with Ren because he was yes. adapted to a up? Lego yep. For Disney, which is awesome, like, it's it, it, it another happened. lens of like seeing the story, you know. So, where, you know, later,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> so, like, so getting to see, you know, your story, like, like a video game would be another type of storytelling set within this universe, and just like, I love the idea of like have just having an, a little bit of it behind the scenes or even contributing to something like that would just be so much fun but but geez like talk about an industry that works hard to get something out like the amount of work they would have to go into uh yes. like starting off a video game franchise from the start is is years and years and years of work so it would be i don't know if i'd be able to handle the weight to be able to play
2: it like you know so it- um, I try to explain that every day, you know, hmm. to, because people, games come out and, and this this new generation, I would like to say, of gamers are very uh, supply and demand on demand. You know, it's hmm. just like day one of the game has to have no bugs, it has to be perfect, but I'm still going to complain <laughs> about it, you know. Um, <laughs> I try to explain to them, like uh, MMOs in general, you have your pilot stage where you have to pitch this idea. That takes like three or four years to get that and you got to get a working pilot and something that's a demo. And then you have your, your development years if you get past that, which is typically around eight years. And then you have your live service. You know, you have your alphas, your betas. People are doing Kickstarter now. Charles, Kickstarter is a big thing. Um, it's, it's People are getting funded within hours and, and then overdo their budget. And they bring up new, new things and people go, right now is the best time. Have you looked into Kickstarter at all for any of your projects?
0: Yeah. So, so I mentioned that book, Curse Words, um, and that I did with, with the fabulous and hilarious Ryan Brown, um who is a very a very talented artist in his own right um it's that's one of them like just as a quick aside like it is so like i work with will you know and yeah. i work with with um ryan i work with giuseppe camancoli i work oh. with steven niven giuseppe. i work with like all of these artists who are just gene geniuses at this very difficult ah, there you the go that's the project so
3: um
0: Anyway, it's just it's just wonderful to be able to work with these these brilliant brilliant people who all approach this really strange, interesting, intricate job in their own way. Like the way mm-hmm. Camo draws, and not the way Will draws, and it's you know it's all very fun. But anyway, yeah, Kickstarter. So this is also something that came out of the pandemic because you know we were all kind of stuck doing you know what are we going to do and and. Um, My buddy Ryan uh, was was also like sort of he had a project canceled that he was working on, Mm. and so we put our heads together. I'm like, well, what can we do to make sure that you? I mean, this sounds very magnanimous of me, but I, I mean, whatever. Um, I was like, what can we do to make sure you have some dough coming in over this? You know, because God knows how long this is going to last. And so we thought we would kickstart a an omnibus, which you just saw of of curse words. So the whole series collected into one like 750 page book. It's enormous. And so we did a Kickstarter and we had a, a goal that we met like in the first, I don't know, three hours. if wow. it was super fast. Yep. And then it just went and went and went. And, and when all was said and done, um, we had 1,600 backers and the book, just this one big omnibus collection for a series that was, was well-loved by its fans, but was like, you know, it wasn't The Walking Dead or anything like that. Right. Um, ended up having, I think it ended up being at $142,000 in the Kickstarter. And, wow. You know, we don't keep all that. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot that needs to go into um, printing the book and shipping it and all those costs. They're but at the same time, it was a great way to use work that we already had to get out to a new audience or an audience that already loved it and and um, help support the art team that made it. So I think Kickstarter is a spectacular way for fans to support artists very directly. I mean, that's not Profound. That's an obvious thing to say, mm-hmm. but I'm so I'm so glad that it's so robust. You know, it's not just like oh, you know, send me a tip, right? It's right. It's, this, it's this very highly developed ecosystem that lets people actually get something they are excited about from the creators, uh, while the creators can can micromanage it in a lot of ways to maximize their own return too. So, um, I'm a I'm a huge fan of that kind of stuff. I think, you know, it's just. Yet another way that you can sell your own work to or provide your own work. I, I it feels so crass, but like get your own work into the hands of people who are excited to have it.
2: Yes. Um, yeah.
0: You know, and and you know this this hell to pay thing we're doing is is similar. You know, like the fact that we're doing this cover this way, you know, there are people who really are excited about that kind of thing, a unique special cover and um you know i would presume at some point will and i might do a big
3: of college you know anthology on kickstarter you know who knows
2: awesome. but
3: like, like uh, I, I want my stuff to be printed in something like this you know like yes. a, a i to have like an
2: oversized
3: cool. you know collected edition that's really really well done you know and that's one of the things then about when you're working with image comics like Charles said like you're essentially you're running you're running this thing yourself you're, you're self funding it but that gives you full control then mm-hmm. over what format you want to have it in So,
2: well, I'm going to say I have an issue and then everyone on his website has an issue is we love deluxe, super deluxe, you know, super big mega uh, hell to pay version of blah, 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 $150, $200. I'm the guy that spends it because Mm -hmm. to me, not only does it get to support you, but I love having extra stuff and I'm a sucker for dirty art. I love it. I love the creation (laughs) process. The color stuff is nice, but I love the sketches and stuff. So if you ever do any of that, please let me know. Um, and, I, and I am personally going to help push this link out because I really want this to go far. I want to see a yeah. uh, TV series, animated series, live action, whatever we can get, um, because right now there is a boom. It's a surge. Of, I mean, will the time mm-hmm. I, I can't even read that book because it's such a hard read to stay into in the beginning. I even did audible book and I tried my best to stay in it. But the show looks awesome. So I was just mm-hmm. like, well, that's a great way to get people involved. Um, will, you, you came out with your your show. Um and shows, shows, excuse me, shows. There you go. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> how do you keep the ball rolling? You know, it's it's like, and I'm just sorry for jumping on your know, mat, but I you mean, know, I'm just saying. No, you're good. Uh, I, listen, I. Get how, it. how do you keep the ball of creativity rolling? This is a this is for both you and Charles. Like, I I find myself I stream. I don't know. I stream like 333 hours half a month, which is. It's not healthy, uh, <laughs> but how do you keep your creativity rolling with that? Because there, there's got to be a standpoint where uh, you do so many of these books, Charles, as well, to where stuff starts colliding together. How do you manage it? Well, you have two. This yeah, is, I, mean, this is, I think, a everything. really good
0: question, and, and yeah. I want yeah. Will to answer it first, but but Will and I are both known for being extremely prolific creators. Like, we Ooh. are known for, for working really fast and working in, this you know, like we're we – I think I argue. I would say we are two of probably the fastest uh, in our respective disciplines uh, in the business, and and the quality level is, um, I would like to say, extremely high. You know. Yes. And so I have my own path to that, um, but I'm curious as to you know, Will's Will's answer to it. And I, I have some senses of it, but I'd, I'd like to hear what you say. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I've, I have I've two things on that. One, like the, the excitement and the creativity. I was actually, uh, while I was watching the, the Bob Ross documentary uh, with my wife uh, a couple of weeks ago. And there was one kind of, one one phrase in it that was mentioned when they were talking about Bob, and they said, "Oh, you know, Bob, like whenever he's doing a painting, but his mind is on three paintings ahead." And I just turned around, I just saw my wife just staring at me, going, "Mm-hmm." You know, <laughs> just kind of, like, like that's what happens. Like you, like I'm, I'm always most excited for what's coming up, and I have this like endless desire to get to those things, which I think will always keep the speed going. Uh, and like, like it's, it's awful. Like well, I, I, the first season, the storytellers hadn't come out and I was like, oh my God, I'd love to do this for the trailer of season three of storytellers. It's just <laughs> it's stupid. Like it just, it's just because you're, cause the story in your mind will always come out faster than what actually gets down onto that page in front of you. And like, Man. and it's, and that's, that's what happens when I'm not drawing, when you're drawing, then like you live within the page and that's it. Like you, like I have this process that that's, that I've developed that is definitely Quite fast, uh, and then like I'll, I'll, I'll get everything that I need, and then I'll sit down and I'll be working on the page, and I don't think of anything else. And the second I stop, it's it's something I actually need to, t- to dial back on. Like I can't stop my mind kind of going forward in that. And then the second thing is is like like my father, uh, my grandfather, my great grandfather, my great great grandfather, all the way along, all worked as like fishermen in a small little village here, and like they were out in the middle of like raging storms fishing for their living you know and if 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 any of them ever thought that i had felt had a day where i was like eh, i don't really feel like drawing today and like the stuff that they had to go through to feed their families like that i think that sort of like generational guilt is always there on top of me that will keep me you know doing the stuff i'm never kind of like because because I I. I go to bed excited about drawing the next morning every that's morning nice. you know i'm so lucky to be doing it uh so i think it's the two of those combined
2: nice charles
3: yeah. um my answer to that
0: is probably a little i mean my uh i don't have any fishermen in <laughs> <laughs> um, which
1: is you know,
0: which is too bad almost that's a that's a, that's a profession um but you know, but there's certainly people who worked who work very hard in my in my, you know, my mind too. Like uh but the I think ultimately it is a it's something I think I've trained myself to do. You know, like as I said earlier, I'm I'm sort of wobbly today from this uh from this COVID booster, which again I'm super happy I got, urge everybody listening to uh to do that. Um but uh I have a script that's due, you know, and, and we have Thanksgiving here in the States on, on next thursday and i have this script and then i have another script that i basically have to get turned in and i i don't have to but i would be letting people down if i didn't and so i you just pull up your socks and and you and you get typing it doesn't matter how you feel you just do it and i would imagine to a degree that's the same thing with will like yeah i mean you sit down at your tablet and you just draw for nine hours and that's just the job and so you get to a point where I mean I'm not gonna say it's my best work as 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 it would be if I were fully rested and not, you know, whatever, but but the script will be done, you know, and I and I know that I'll sit down and I'll do it and it'll be cool and it'll be professional level and I can I can maybe tweak it a little bit if I need to later, but I will get it done. And I think that is just training and and like mental muscle memory and just the fortitude you get from being in this grueling demanding industry for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. You just learn how to sort of shortcut, you learn how to visualize things in your head very quickly, so you don't have to, like, work through, like, so for this script I'm working on today, right, it's actually, uh, it's a Star Wars script. I apologize, Will, it's not hell to pay for, but <laughs> that is, I promise, it's in the works. Um, so, so this Star Wars script, like, I'm like, okay, um, I have to do, it's, it's centered on a gigantic space battle, like, one of the biggest I've written, and it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's about a, <laughs> Basically, the entire rebel fleet attacks one star destroyer, and it's, oh. it's how the star destroyer manages to like what they do, how they how how they use what they've got to try to
3: wow. I, wow, wow. 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 I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's cool. Um, yeah. But then. You
0: know, so I, the way that I approach that is I have, you know, I have notebooks that I do all my work in, and I just was like, okay, and I just sort of started running it through quickly in my head, I, like a movie, and you can sort of, you fast forward the action at this point, okay, that's not going to work, rewind it, okay, I can start from this start, go maybe go this way instead, like just zigging and zagging, uh, and, and I jot down notes to myself so I remember that mental movie in my head. Um, and so it's really about firming up the movie up here, and then I just type it. And so once I have it typed, because I know these characters so well that I don't like, I don't have to agonize over what C-3PO is going to say. I just I just start writing in C-3PO's voice, and it just kind of works. Um, but that is not the way it worked when I started. Uh, either in comics or in Star Wars comics. And it's something you just have to train yourself to, just like Will has to learn how to draw R2D2, has to learn how to draw Kylo Ren, has to learn how to draw Ren, our guy. Um, because it's you just need to get that going in your head. Um uh, and oh no, I think you just I just think you just stand up and do it or you sit down and do it. It's like a focus thing. Yeah.
1: I uh we just threw something in the uh, Zoom chat if you guys could take a look first I mean, I
2: ask, oh, I yeah, mean yeah, how yeah. how how much how much longer are we allowed to keep you because I know <laughs> oh, I know you both are yeah, yeah. busy.
0: I mean, I, I was budgeting an hour for this, but I don't think we started right at the hour, did we? Okay, so, uh, yeah.
2: All right. So, yeah, like right now, we're, we're
1: about we're about ten ten fifteen to an hour right now.
2: Are we good for fifteen after? Which is, uh, I mean, is, that's
1: fine with me. We can.
0: Yeah. I, I'm good for the full hour. I don't. Will it's later for you there? So no,
3: that's fine. That's perfect. Yep.
2: Oh, you're good for how long? Because we'll keep you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 20 more minutes. Okay. Awesome. All right, Will. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Thank, you. Thank you so see. much. Oh. And um, yeah. Will, by the way, we're going to we're gonna talk, um, Will and Charles. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, do something else for you guys as well. So um, okay. I'll definitely really you cool, up and yeah. let you know about that. Um, um, I did I, the same thing for Scott. So yeah. Yeah. we'll see if we can go with that. Um, I, uh, I got to go, go for it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You better <laughs> Frank, cut me off, boy. I'm telling you. this is.
1: Um, you know, it's interesting, you, you said something before, Will, about uh, uh, art and uh, being creative for video games, like Frank said, and um, I'm always intrigued by that because prior to, to streaming, I actually worked for a studio in the city that did a lot of uh, um, outsourcing for, for video game studios for, for concept art and 3D models, and the process for every studio that we worked with, developer, excuse me, whether it's Warner Brothers or Epic, was so different because it's different art directors. Uh, you kind of talked about it a little bit charles but um the process from initial ideation to all right we're good uh you kind of talked about what already looked like i think a little bit charles but like how long does it take like for instance the main characters uh above me on the screen for Mm -hmm. for hell to pay or or ren like how long did it take to work that through and how many sketches or how many versions did you write down of this character? How, does, how, how long does it take, essentially?
3: Or is it good? Uh, yeah. th- th- for me, th- this was one of the reasons when we were working on The Rise of Kylo Ren that I was like, I really want to do a lot more work with Charles because of the way that we were doing it. And it was very, very much. You know, like the way the industry used to be set up before is like you would, uh, so, something would be sent by mail and you'd go off and you'd draw it and it would be sent back and you'd kind of, you know, do things a stage at a time. Whereas this was the first time where I felt like I was able to, you know, design a character with a writer. You know, literally live, you know, whether we're sending stuff back and forth via WhatsApp or on calls or whatever it is doing it, which is, so it just felt a lot more immediate for me getting to work on them. And Ren was a perfect example of that. Whereas Charles was kind of almost like <laughs> the voice that was guiding the, the, me drawing as we were doing it. And we, I, I kind of draw something and there'd be instant feedback straight away and he'd explain more of the character. So I would try and capture that and put that on there as well. So it was really it, it, that process is why it was I knew even though we wanted to do creative stuff before before then or our creator on stuff before then it was why I really wanted to do health pay with Charles because I really enjoyed that side of it and it was definitely kind of I think it was like a step forward in the uh, the method of I, I guess now in the last year or two obviously you know we it's easier to hop on zooms and stuff like that but that kind of wasn't the way when we were working on the rise of cholera and it just wasn't that common to like literally live talk with each other while you're doing stuff you know so mm-hmm. That side of it really, really helped with it for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I think um, that level of, of I, I think the proof is in the pudding, right? With Ren in particular, right? Because that design is it was was put up against designs of, of Darth Vader and Kylo Ren and and other yeah. other very significant Star Wars designs <clears> in that <throat> in that Lego special that just aired. And, mm. and if the design wouldn't hold up, it would not have been it wouldn't have been used. And it wasn't just used a little bit like Ren's mask was was a massively prominent part of that episode. Mm. And so that's a testament to Will's design skill. And I think that's a testament to to the workshop process that we've been able to develop, which is one of my favorite things about working with Will is that it is very much like, you know, it, it, it sounds a bit like they describe Pixar working in terms of, you know, you work on stuff until it's good. And mm. there's no, um, there's no harm or shame in, in saying, oh. well, you know, there's, what if we Please, did another man. round on this one? Or what if we tweak this? Or What if we try this? I mean, that's, yeah, that's some of the stuff we do. I love it. <laughs> Jesus, man. Um,
3: and it's I a, actually it's found really some other use. concepts. I found some other concepts here. I do not know if I can show of what we didn't use and stuff, Ooh, but uh, I better not. You, you I YouTube, better YouTube, not. Man. Yeah. It I, up. I, I, you, you don't, don't, you don't want the mouse
1: it. knocking on your door, man. Man, I bet they'll show up in, they
0: could show up in our books. <laughs> in art books, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Ren goes where we want him to go, could really mm. work. Um, like I'm using Ren now. Ren's a big part of this Crimson Rain story I'm doing yeah. for, for Star Wars now. Like he's a huge central part of that and hidden empire, which is what comes after. So <sighs> you know, it's 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 nice to be able to take this thing that Will and I did and build it out.
2: You know, it's and canon, right? Canon now. It's I all mean, canon. It's all... all of the yeah. stuff is, is is canon as a back and forth with for that. Okay, great. I got so, yeah, it.
1: I got, I, you know, I'd be, I'd be reminisced to ask. And I know this is specifically for you, uh, Charles. And I know Kevin and Tim would want me to ask this one too, but man, how did that go being one of the founding fathers, (laughs) creators, whatever you want to call it, getting the phone call to be, to to do what is now the high Republic. Like how, like I like how, (laughs) well, I know how, because of who you are, but how was that?
0: It How did was, it happen? It was, well, what, the way that The High Republic came to be was that it was not initially The High Republic. It was initially a, a sort of a call from, from an executive at Lucasfilm, who's well, this is well known that he's the guy who was the initiator of all this, um, named Mike Siglain, and Will knows him pretty well too. Hmm. And um, so Mike reached out to me, um, and it was, it was a day actually when I left... Uh, another gig, like I, I, I turned down another really big gig at Marvel, and I was there's Marky and Rill. There we go, um, from the high, lead bad guy of the High Republic. Uh, God, so I turned, down, I turned down, I turned a gig at Marvel that would have taken up a ton of my time, and I was like, man, how could I like the the Charles of five years ago would would be, you know, crying, crying himself to sleep for, for not doing that gig. It just didn't feel, it didn't feel like the right place for me yeah. to go. And then literally that day. I, I met up with Mike Seglane. um, and, and he's like, well, I have this, there's, you know, your work in Star Wars has been great. I have this thing where I want to pull together five authors who are, who are great at Star Wars, and we want to make this new thing. And oh, at this point, the details were, were very light because there wasn't anything there yet. It was just like, he wanted to pull these five people together who we thought were, were good at Star Wars, basically, um, and, and see what we could come up with as, as far as a completely blue sky... You want to make, we're going to make some big new Star Wars. It's going to be part of this huge, massive interconnected thing. So go as big as you can uh, and then we'll see where it goes. And so, you know, we, we did that. The first session when we met and started to build the High Republic was at Skywalker Ranch. And so we, and we didn't even know, we didn't know who the other people were. I didn't know who the other four were and I had some theories and all that stuff, but basically (laughs) we, we flew out and I met those four people who are obviously, you know, Justina Ireland, Claudia Gray, Daniel Jose Older, and Kevin Scott. I met them in, in, you know, Northern California that that first day, Um, and those are people who I now speak to every day, uh, who I've become extraordinarily close with. We all were kind of like a, you know, a second mini family for each other during the pandemic. There was a ton of that conversation going on, and um, you know, we we. You know, it, it it still blows my mind because we, we went into that first meeting at Skywalker Ranch and they said, Okay, what do you believe Star what do you think Star Wars Star Wars is? Ooh. And so we spent the first day talking about what we all thought Star Wars was, and then we spent the second day talking about what we thought it could be.
2: And
1: oh. right at the good part. Oh, there it is.
2: And we're good. <laughs> yeah. That was Lucas like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we lost you for a <laughs> That is so incredible. I, yeah. I I'm I'm trying to contain myself and be professional, but I really want to scream like a little. <laughs> I mean, I got Will, one of my favorite artists here, and I have, and then you just you're a legend in, in Star Wars, and I'm and everyone knows how much how big in lore I am, but I, I won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> wow, thank you for coming today. By the way, I just want to say yes, that again. thank um, you very much. Because uh, this is you're you're the, the knowledge you're making me want to go back into the com business. I know I can't. Um, <laughs> back uh, to for hell debate. Uh, I have question. So it's very interesting to me that you chose a husband and a wife for the main mm. characters. You don't see that quite often at all. What was the creative process behind this? And husband and wives, typically when they're around each other all the time, do bump heads a good bit. <laughs> is there any of that realism involved in the comic where they, I don't know, don't go with each other's decisions sometimes?
0: I mean, do you want to do, I mean, well, you're, you're as into this as I am. If you want you want to go first, I just spoke and, a lot about
2: Star Wars. Okay, and I want to uh, know which one is your favorite oh uh
3: well i i've learned that i i drawing curly hair takes a long time so, so sebastian <laughs> <to come> <laughs> well, just because of that <laughs> <Yeah>. um so my <laughs> easier to draw is sebastian definitely um Uh, well, this is the thing when you're, when you're telling these stories is that like, you have this, this big high concept thing, but it's really really important to have something that's relatable at the core of it all as well, you know, um, which is why it's built around first and foremost, this, this, this struggle between, or the story that the two are struggling with together. So, yeah. All right. You know, my, my thinking
0: between making it a married couple is that I think that we just have not seen that dynamic very much. And it's a very powerful yeah. thing. You know, like there you know, once you get to a certain age in your life, basically everybody you know is married. And and we which is fine. I'm not saying that's I mean that's a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, but yet but yet we see marriages represented so rarely in yes uh, because because people yeah, you know yeah. storytelling people like to think it's all about the chase and all that stuff and and all about the you know those first flares of romance and whatever mm-hmm. whatever but i think there's there's a lot of um you know exciting stuff to be done with the idea of, of a strong marriage that goes through struggles and, and goes through drama and all that stuff i mean the The way that this this story works is is basically sebastian and maya have been told um, by the shrouded college that they cannot have children at all until they finish their job until they pay off their debt basically and so so and they really want to they want to get out of this because they want to move on and have like a normal life and so that to me is a very dramatic situation like like a, a a married couple that wants to be something other than they're being allowed to be they're basically you know they're they're you know, indentured servants. And so there's, that's cool. And I think, you know, I don't know. I just, I think uh, the way that the story goes really, really builds up, you know, the, the drama between the fact that these are people who love each other very much. Like there's a lot... To be said for people who have who have been through a ton and rely on each other and trust each other. Yeah, there's a great one that will show. Oh
2: man! Um, oh, I love and, that shot. And what
0: they what that means to them, you know, what it means to them to sacrifice, what it means to them to do things, and it's I don't know. I I I love that choice. It's one of my favorite things about the whole book is that they're a married couple, um, <sighs> and and I hope you guys agree when you read it.
2: Uh, real quick, the tag on. Um, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> are, are they, they're interracial relationship yeah yeah i love that thank you that's all i have to say representation is such a huge thing that yeah. um we're, we're kind of struggling with right now i mean granted it's happening but some people really feel that they just kind of meet quotas and throw things in there to just mm-hmm. try to make it equal and even and stuff but i love the care that you put in both of these characters and i can't wait to read it to see even, even the, you know the relationship between the two
3: Will, it, it was go. also very important for me for this Irish character not to have ginger hair and sound like a leprechaun, which is what you have in the Irish people in the media.
2: <laughs> yeah, See, well, yeah <laughs> you know, that's why I don't do my Irish voiceovers when you're around. Uh, I don't sound like a leprechaun. I'm far. kidding. I asked like. you for that, right, Will?
0: I asked you for, like, the Irish past, didn't I? I absolutely, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. You have to have been here to have made an Irish character. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, I think that's I think that's really, really nice that you that you put that in there. And um even if, hey, I'll even go to say don't even feel afraid to show the struggles of that because um we uh, you know Miles Morales is like one of my favorite characters ever created, um, you know, thanks to Sarah Patelli and um and uh, Ryan Bendis. Um they passed that book on and I think Saladin picked it up. And the difference I've seen with Saladin's writing and everything and how that character was represented is he did some good research on uh, the way kids would act his age or say or the the way of dress for the design um, that was going through. This is supernatural and everything. Are there any real world issues that are being forced onto them on top of the fact of having uh, supernatural stuff happening?
0: There there are, um, and well, I'm gonna speak to this if you don't mind. Um, yeah. but the the overarching theme of this book is is capitalism and how shitty it can be and how wow. it can burn people to the ground. I mean, you got fire there in the background on that that shot that Will's showing, but like the idea that money and the pursuit of money and and the the power of money and how pervasive it's become, you know, it's not it's no accident that they're looking for money from hell and, you know, money is the root of all evil and all this stuff. Yes, so the idea, yes. You know, like the, the decisions we all make in our lives are so tied to, I mean, all of us, no matter where we are, no matter what our circumstances, no matter if we got two TV shows going or not, Will, um, <laughs> but the,
1: I love how you guys go back and forth.
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, you know, how how am I going to pay for healthcare? You know, and that's yeah. that's an issue that yeah. is that is significant in the United States in a way that perhaps it isn't as much in in um, in Europe in Ireland. Hmm. Um, but you know, how am I going to like how if I am I ever going to be able to retire? Am I you know what did how many side hustles do I have to have to make my you know make my number? You know, how am I how am I going to pay for my kids' school? How am I going to do this? Like those preoccupations are a sense like I think they are like will I ever be able to buy a house? You know, like this stuff. These are the questions that occupy so many of our decisions all the time, constantly. And that's because money has become you know this like there, there are no safety nets and you have yeah. to do it all for yourself all the time and you have to make good plans. you have to be lucky. Um, and it's, I don't think it's great, right? I think that it, it chews people up and spits people out uh, yeah. almost no matter what your level is. And so the, the book addressing these things I think is a really is really what the, the main real world issue of what we're talking about here is, is that.
2: Wow. Um, um before but wait right before I'm just going to ask if they would do this. Would you be willing um when this ships, would you be willing to come back and um uh, for another interview while the book is out so we can uh see it live. Yeah. In our hands. Of course. Yes. Awesome. Okay, just want to lock that in. All right, go for it.
1: Yeah, I know we're we're coming up on time here, so I uh, I just have one more question. Well, I I guess two. Well, the first one's really easy. Do you have a picture of what one of the coin looks like like a more in-depth yes. i would love to, i personally would just would love to see it um and i'm sure the audience will as well so you have um put <clears throat> uh, four pages worth drawn uh, you have three scripts working on the fourth um hmm. it's still eta 2022 when it comes out is there at, what can you talk about as far as the plan is releasing these um like is it yeah. going to be like a monthly thing how, how oh, do you foresee yeah. it once it comes <clears throat> out and the and it's in the the public's hands that is cool um, yeah
0: it'll come out monthly there you go so that's the that's what the coin looks like that's the uh, the the you know the face side the head i guess obviously yeah. and then there's a tail that's that's cool too um but, and that's another good example. That's like rent. Like will and I went back and forth on what this coin should mm. look like through many, many iterations of, of revision, and, and we landed in a place that we're both excited about. So um, we, anyway, wink, smile, smile. I'd love to have in... one of those. <laughs> we, we've been yeah. thinking about that. <laughs> we'll be able
3: to, to mint a coin. Um, we, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah um art book. Be
0: either nice. that or like a crypto coin there's we have, we oh, yeah. have a lot of ideas but but basically it'll it'll release monthly starting probably in april or may from image comics
1: mm-hmm.
0: um we'll obviously be doing a big huge promotional run for it when when we get yeah. closer to release um but uh yeah we have talked about like what if we had a contest and we hid like a box of, of coins you know we had like Whoa. you know gold coins put something maybe not gold whatever, a
3: quarter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Put a box of nickels. Yeah, yeah. I'd, find that that be, of nickels. I'd love to do something like that. That's yeah, cool. and have people go crazy trying to find the coins around the world, so. That's great. Yeah. Digital um, and hard copy or just hard copy? The, the book's release. Oh, they'll be digital yes, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think pretty much every image comic will be, is, is mm-hmm. always digital. Just day making day. sure some people, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so that's yeah. awesome.
1: Give or take April or May, you're going to be coming out on a monthly, uh monthly target with it. And uh-huh. I mean, as of right now, like you said, will first, uh, uh, excuse me. First comic is about 40 pages. You said, how does, how does it go uh, right now?
3: It's 30, isn't it? It's a, oh, I'm sorry. It's 30. Yeah. I thought you said 40. The top of my head. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is basically an issue and a half. And uh, yeah. the regular, like a, a Marvel issue or, or shall we say is, tw- they used to be 22. They're 20 now. So,
1: yeah. So,
0: yeah, it'll be great. We're really excited. And hopefully, you know, we're, we're already starting to develop some of the other stories in the universe. So those will hopefully Ooh. start to follow on a pretty regular basis after uh, and, and in all different mediums. So I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a prose writer, too. So I'm going to be doing some prose. Uh, will is working on a story that he's going to write, um, which for it, he's going to okay. write God himself, which is cool. <laughs> we're going to do short stories, longer bits, um, and and other comics, too. So the idea is to build out this whole, you know how like Hellboy has, has, BPRD and, and Lobster Johnson, all those different yeah. titles within it. We, we want to do something similar with of College. Sick. So it's it's ambitious, but that's, you know, that's who we are. That's how And, we and, roll.
1: and with Image, you have this opportunity to do that, which is fantastic. Huh? Freedom to totally. do. Freedom to do, yeah.
2: Um, we had a question from the chat. <laughs> Lago says, I see the curse words. The whole damn thing oh, is sold yeah. out. Will there be any reprint reprint?
0: Yes. So actually there will be, um, the, what we're doing is, um, we, we did the, the first anthology that, that, uh, Will has or omnibus that will has a copy of through Kickstarter, but image comics, um, has graciously agreed to, to do a reprint of it through them. So there will be a version of that same hardcover. There you go. Beautiful coming out through image comics in, um, I believe may alongside the April or May also alongside both hell to pay and the, um, the next book I'm doing with Ryan Brown, which we're going to be announcing at C2E2 in Chicago in, I don't know, three weeks, which is wow. everything's happening very quickly. Now, all of a sudden the pandemic's over, but, uh, it should be great.
2: Well, we can't keep you any longer because we, we would, but we may see mm-hmm. them back or no may, we will see them back later on. Everybody, uh, tell your friends and everyone, uh, this was all thrown together pretty fast and uh, they agreed really fast and knowing that they're extremely busy. Uh, We do thank you for that. And this will be podcasted all over the place, pretty much everywhere. And uh, we'll get you guys links and stuff to make sure that you see that and chat also. You'll have links to pay attention to Rare Drop Channel, uh, Twitter, and the comics Twitter, and my Twitter, and Nighthawk Plays Twitter. Um, Before you go, uh, we'll start with Will. If you want to give a shout out to where everyone can find you and your work and anything that you want to promote, and I'll throw the link in the chat. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, well, I guess since we're on Twitch, I have my own Twitch channel, um, which is where, like, whenever I'm drawing pages from this, I'll pop on and I'll show some of the process of it, uh, which has been really fun as well. And Michelle, the colorist, has been on here as uh, as well to color some pages from it. So there. Uh, and i guess twitter and instagram and i've got quite a rare name so i'm easy to find <laughs>
2: <laughs> with those. I'll post that in okay
0: um and then i am also very active on twitter mine is just my name charles soul um which i guess oh, is okay. is somewhat uh not as weird as Will's, but it's pretty weird. Uh, <laughs> and I have uh, a website where you can get lots of information about what I do, and and order things from me, and and so on. Which is CharlesSoul.com. I think you'll see it at the start of that link that's been showing up in the chat. Uh, and then at CharlesSoul.com, you can sign up for a monthly newsletter that I send out, and that is also a good way to get to see things early from me, nice. um, get sneak peeks, get a chance to get exclusive stuff. Um, so and
2: it's just once a month, so it doesn't it doesn't clog your inbox up. All right. Well, one more quick question is I do have three minutes left. Um, <laughs> are you ever willing to do because um, and this is Scott Snyder, you can blame him for this one. Um, he teaches classes. Any mm-hmm. anything in the future, are you thinking about doing like your own type of master class? I do like the idea that he takes on his own beast. Is mm-hmm. that in the future? Cause I would love to attend. I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: I mean, Will does it. That's his show. Yeah, you know? Well, yeah,
2: obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, as far as me, I mean, I, I, I keep hoping that Will is going to invite me on the show and fly me <laughs> over to Ireland. It hasn't happened yet. I, I don't understand. It. I don't know what possible reason there could be that I haven't been invited to England. Or
3: Ireland. <laughs> um because you're sitting there that's why (laughs) that's the booster shot (laughs) yeah
0: um but you know i don't know i i think i love process i love i love teaching i love sort of talking through the stuff that i do so i think that'd be really fun um and will and i do have a pretty unique approach that i don't think is not like i work with any other comic artists i work with so you know sometime i thought that'd be fun maybe we'll do like a short series of like here's how we make things together (laughs) you know
1: that'd be really cool all
2: right Mm -hmm. yeah well wrap it up man yeah we're I'll at the know. end
1: here um obviously we have hell to pay is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience uh, uh, to to check out or that you're excited for that
3: you're working on over the next couple of months uh, sure. Um, I'm I'm working on a Star Wars book as well at the moment called Star Wars: The The Halcyon Legacy, which is cool. Uh, so I'm I'm a good bit ahead on that, which is awesome. Um, so that'll be coming out soon. It's linked to the Galactic Star Cruiser, and it's from mm-hmm. the same team we who, who we worked on Star Wars Galaxy, etc. It's all tied into the theme park there. Uh, and I have a <laughs> I'm appearing on a, a Christmas special on Sky pretty soon, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is my awesome. first ever. I guess I, I'm kind of. Active. Acting, but I, I can't say any more about it but I, that's going to come out in, in December Christmas. which is quite ex- I'm quite excited about awesome. that for me one for the kids definitely so <laughs> uh,
0: that's amazing well amazing um, so on, on my side on the Star Wars side I have um, I'm doing I'm still writing the Star Wars flagship which is going through a big event right now called Crimson Rain which is tied to the return of Kira and Crimson Dawn um, it follows up War of the Bounty Hunters which is a big Boba Fett story that just finished so um, I believe that Collection of War of the Bounty Hunters is out like any minute, and then um, Crimson Reign starts series. the second week of, of December. So, you know, that'll just keep going. That's all very exciting and huge. Um, in the High Republic, I my next thing is a is a story uh, that tells the origin story of Marky and Roe. I get to tell villains' origin stories in Star Wars. Oh, that's awesome! Um, <laughs> so that comes out in January and February. It's called Eye of the Storm. It's super cool. Um Uh, on my own side of things. Actually, there's one more Star Wars thing, which is funny. I will mention the the Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, I am actually, along with my fellow Luminous authors, I am a prize connected to the uh, the Star Cruiser, (laughs) which is wild. Um, They're giving away a, like in sort of the I don't know, the preview weekend or something, they're, they're Star Wars is, I don't know if they're raffling off or sweepstaking, they're doing the sweepstakes basically for um, a person and a guest to come be a passenger on the the maiden voyage of the Star Cruiser in February, wow. and as part of that you get to meet me and the other, the other luminous High Republic authors. That's so, awesome. Oh. That is awesome. Yeah, it's also weird. I, it is very weird to be thought of as a yeah. as, you know, meeting me is some kind of wonderful thing. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I think it's kind of how Will feels about the holiday special a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you can look that up at StarWars.com. And then on my own side of things, um, you know, I have on, my series, Undiscovered Country, is continuing from Image. Uh, there's lots of collections of stuff that I have that are starting to drop now, big omnibuses of like Vader and Daredevil and things. <sighs> So check all that stuff out, and and you know, there's almost there's a lot. I have a lot going on. I always kind of do, um, but uh, certainly hell to pay. And the new book with Ryan Brown
2: are very exciting for me too. When you love something,
1: well, right? It's it's not work. It's it's fun. Yeah,
2: that seems yeah. to be the case. Seems to be the case. Well, we're gonna go ahead and let you to get back to what you do best, and we will be watching and clicking links and sending links out left and right. Again, thank you so very much, Will and Charles, for spending time with us today. Uh, you guys are both legends in the industry, and, and, and I, I just I marvel at everything. It's just a pleasure to get to know you, Charles. It's a pleasure to know you, Will, uh, as a friend as well. And that's it, everyone. Thank you for being joined us for Comics Episode 25. And if you're listening out there, make sure you do hit the links and come by the channel um, and do drop a follow and also follow these, these gentlemen as they create in the world that we love. Well, that's it. Have a good day, and we'll take you all later. Take it easy. Have Be a great safe. Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.